0: when your child is struggling as a parent you need support welcome to beyond risk and back i'm at the 46th annual psychotherapy associates winter symposium this is in colorado springs and once again i get my hands on the experts the men and women who are speaking at this conference the 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 other people having booths here this is where all the experts in the industry of mental health and addiction and recovery gather to share the information they have. And I wanna get it into your hands. So thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Beyond Risk and Back. So your teen comes up and says, mom, uh, dad, I'm gay, I'm, I'm bisexual. I, and I, and I, I wanna tell a quick story. My guest is, is Paul Gross and Paul, um, Works with the LGBTQ community. And I think the show is going to be really important. Uh, you're in private practice. Yes. Uh, so I got a call. I did a talk at a school the other day. And um, a gentleman came up to me afterwards and said, uh, I need to talk to you in private. And I do family coaching and things like that. So uh-huh. I gave him a personal phone number. He called me a couple days later. And he said, uh, first of all, know that I'm Muslim. And I'm devout and uh my son and this was in boulder so you can be a devout muslim all you want but boulder is boulder right Boulder is boulder and yes. his <laughs> son had come to him and said dad i'm i'm bi and the man is terrified uh his son is not spiritual uh nor is he religious mm-hmm. um his son has felt he's known this told his dad i've known for a long time i like boys i like girls and his dad said, this is something that will pass. Let's get you into therapy. Um, and uh, I, my hope for you is that one day you're married and have children and get to experience what I have experienced, which is loving my son so much. So the man is saying, what do I do? What kind of therapy I do? Now, my response is... Um, first of all, I, I know a lot about the Muslim faith. I teach in uh, Muslim communities. I've been in Muslim mosques mm-hmm. talking about adolescent uh, development. And I teach in Malaysia, which has a very uh, wow. strong, large Muslim community. So I, I know a lot about the Quran. Um, and so we talked and I talked his language. I said, oh, you know, Allah is about love and, and let's, let's start there said, number one, conversion therapy is going to fail and make it worse. Yes. And the man who created conversion therapy has just come out and said he's gay. Yes. So it is failure, and this is no good. This is not a therapeutic issue, okay? I said, this is an issue of your son wanting to make sure you love him. The gentleman started crying. He said, I love nothing more than my son. My community, my large family is very traditional Muslim. This is not going to fly. And I said, do you love your son? Do you tell him every day? I said, yes. I said, it'll fly. You know, and and that was, and this man just cried and cried. And it wasn't a therapy session for this dad. It was just me saying, the only thing that's going to matter is that when your son has a child, if he decides to, he's going to love his children the way you loved him. Correct. Now, you and I sitting down talking about the LGBT community, and when a parent is side-blasted by an announcement... <laughs> Mom, Dad, I am changing my name to Mother Shabubu, and I am not what you think I am, and I'm in a lot of pain. And you said it at the beginning. Parents are supposed to change just like that. I yep. love it. So, and that's not realistic. No, not at all. So, before we get into that and we start actually talking parents through the process mm-hmm. um, of how to get in, in the zone with your kiddo, how did you end up doing this work, Paul?
1: Uh, Actually, I started off this work in my master's program. Okay. I wanted to work with veterans. I found out that the VA did not want to work with uh, LMFTs at the time. So I'm like, I need to think outside the box. I need to change who I want to work with. I did a report on uh, LGBT individuals in psychotherapy. found out from a report in 2007 that 50% of the people who were interviewed who were LGBT spent half their session explaining how they live to their therapist as, exp- as opposed to explaining their problems. Wow. So if I'm paying someone $120 to, to figure out my problem, I don't want to be teaching them how, to, how I live. Right. I should teach them my problems so they can help me with it. Right. But there should be some basic cultural competency going on there. Well said. So that became my passion.
0: OK, so let's use that content of cultural uh, a capacity,
1: cultural competency.
0: Yep, competency, cultural competency. If a parent, a mother or a father, has been looking at this young boy or daughter. Mm-hmm. And it said, one day they're going to grow up and get married and have kids, and I'm going to be a grandparent, and that's going to be all awesome. And one day they're going to be a football star. And, you know, like, like we, we, we can't help but to do that as parents. I got two kids. I have ideas and dreams for them. And the first time uh, my daughter ever broached the subject, I was saying, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? She goes, Dad, I think I'm gay. And I said, do you have a girlfriend? Like, it landed it, it, it landed. And then I jumped in the space with it. Right. But jumping in the space is what I do for a living.
1: Right. Most parents don't. And that hurts the kid. If you think about it, when you see a pregnant woman, one of the first questions she's ever asked <laughs> is, what are you having? What are you having? Oh, a big lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I read somewhere some that uh, to relieve aggressive gendering of children... When they're first born, don't put them in blue or pink or anything like that. Put them in little costumes, like a dinosaur costume. So when you say, Is it a boy or a girl? It's a velociraptor. (laughs) No expectations, which are the bane of humanity. And that way you're allowing your child to grow in their way.
0: Okay, but now mm-hmm. let's say we've got, we've got listeners their parents it's too late we can't too go late. back and do a velociraptor costume and I love <laughs> that idea right so now our own version of the velo- the pink velociraptor costume is what we've been dressing in then but then they say you know what I've always felt like a man or vice versa or I, I flow back and forth between'm I'm, I'm fluid I'm neutral right and what
1: are, we do, what are we looking at here as a parent? What are, what, what's going on? It's important to remember that the child did not just come up with this. They've probably been pondering this for quite a long time, agonizing over this. You may have noticed some behavioral changes in them, maybe for a month, maybe for a year. They've been kind of sluggish, ner- maybe a little nervous, cutting out friends and things like that, maybe making new friends. These are all signs of making an internal change and coming to grips with it. Right. So when they come out, hey mom, I'm no longer a pink Velociraptor. I'm now a blue Velociraptor. I'm a blue one. Surprise! <laughs> That's when the parents got to stop for a second, put their own expectations in check, because like you said, you know, my my child's going to grow up and going to have three babies and be a great mom and look great in their wedding dress and da 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 da. Well, you know, little Jane now wants to be a little John. Doesn't want to wear the little dress. Wants to wear, you know, football the tux. pads. Yeah. <laughs> Dux, tuxedo, Heck, maybe you want want to wear sandals. Who knows? Yeah, who but knows? Yeah, they want to you know be their person. It's important to have the best poker face that you can. You'll have your time to mourn that and I hate to use the phrase mourn but you will mourn and you're going to mourn your expectations you're not going to mourn your child but now your child's
0: there yeah your child's still there now that's really powerful let's let's stick with that word mourn and i know you said you hate to mm-hmm. but but it is a sh- it's part of a shame blame anger there's a yes. whole process that a parent's going to go through because for 14 15 16 years uh, they had a daughter a son and now all of a sudden they don't and right.
1: there's something else The important thing to remember is they had a child. Yeah. That's the important thing to remember. You have a child. You may want that child to be an architect, and they say, no, I want to be a ballet dancer. Nothing to do with gender. Right. Well, I put this money away for you to go to school to be an architect. Well, you know what? It'll go great when I go to Juilliard. Right, (laughs) right, right. To learn ballet. That's what I want to do.
0: Part of the expectation that we have as professionals is Mm -hmm. that the parents are unconditionally loving and accepting. And I know that if a family is listening to this show, parents are listening to it, there's a level of desire to continue to meet the child where they are. Now, that still doesn't change the fact that in this moment, when they're blindsided with the left hook of gender fluidity... Which is not something that our generation, I'm assuming you're Gen X, like me. I'm, I'm, I'm older. <laughs> okay. Um, then, then our generation, we didn't, have, we didn't have as much of an opening as, no. as there is now. And there still is a lot more opening that needs to be done.
1: There was serious, serious stigma, stigma with it.
0: So how do we as parents leave an opening where for us there were none? How do we know how to do that if the modeling is all that we have?
1: Keep your expectations in check. They're your expectations. Say, hey, what do you think about this? You, know, you see a kid in a, you know, a five-year-old kid playing on the playground and they're you know, building a sandcastle. Oh, my child's gonna be a construction worker or gonna be an architect. No, they're gonna be an artist. Right. <laughs> so you can't determine what they're gonna be by doing that. You have to let them explore. From personal experience, I've explored many, many things before I got to this. And this is the most passionate I've been about anything. I thought I was passionate about previous things, but I was allowed to grow in my own way. It's important as parents that I've let my children grow in the way that they wanted to grow. I haven't said, you have to do this, or you have to do that. It's completely up to them what they want to do. There's still parental guidances, like maybe you shouldn't play in traffic, maybe you shouldn't try to eat a sponge, be a nice person, but at the same time, My expectations are strictly mine. That's why they're my expectations. They're for them, but it's like a Christmas gift. This is my gift to you. Well, I'm going to return it. I don't really like it. (laughs) So expectations are strictly your own. So what do I do
0: with the mourning? Because there's still a mourning that's happening. Mourn. Mourn it. How do you do that without your son, daughter, daughter? your transitioning child uh, uh, feel more of the intensity and hurt that they've been feeling because you've already been acting under a pretty big assumption. Now the assumption has been shattered. Mm -hmm. You're mourning your assumptions. And you also feel a lot of guilt and shame that for the past 12, 13 years, this assumption has guided this child's life. And the child saying, this isn't, that's not my life. Actually, my life looks completely different. So how do you mourn? and still have a space of openness and freedom.
1: You can still be very affirming of your child, as if, you know, whether your child says they want to be gay or whether they're transgender, whatever they say they are to you, you can still be affirming of that. Just because, just because your expectations are no longer in play does not mean that their child has changed. Mourn your expectations, affirm your child. As parents, we sacrifice quite a bit of time Well, I could have taken a nap, but no, I need to go watch my child play soccer. Right. I could have been doing this, but instead, I'm going to do this. I could have watched this TV show, but instead, my child wants to watch this show. I'll watch it with them. Those are some of the sacrifices we make. This is just one other sacrifice that we make as parents. We're not denying ourselves, but let's keep our mourning for ourselves. It's not going to help a child to say, well, why aren't you going to be the architect I wanted you to be? Because all that guilt, shame, and fear that we feel, we've just put right back on our child.
0: I don't think I can, I, and I don't want to use much of this show, if any, uh-huh. to talk about you know what to do with your religious beliefs. Because A, that's me assuming that I know other people's religious beliefs right. or what their religious beliefs should be. My spiritual beliefs uh, uh, means all people are created equal and we love everybody. End of story. And so when my daughter said, I think I'm I'm gay, I think I'm bi. I was like, "Great, let's we go there." And then when it when it swung back, I was like, "Great, we go there." And I didn't there's there's no weight on either of those sides for me. So parents are mourning in private. Mm-hmm. Children are upset and feel disconnected to begin with because right. there's been assumptions made. But now the parent is struggling
1: to catch up
0: right to a child who's felt like this. How do we catch up?
1: It's important to remember, your child has been thinking about this for months, years, Right. finally had the courage to come out, something, something changed within them. Uh, I akin it to Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey.
0: Which we teach at our facility, I know it intimately.
1: It's beautifully set for this. Child doesn't want to say it, something happens that causes a child to say, okay, this is who I am. you got to know. They've now begun that journey. It's our choice as parents, do we walk it with them or do we let them walk it alone? getting education for ourselves. My child says to me, Dad, I'm bisexual. I'm going to learn everything I can about it so that I can say, okay, I learned about this. I want you to tell me what it means to you now so that I can incorporate it into my life. I still want you to be the architect, but if you want to be a ballet dancer, okay, let's do that then. Let's direct our energy to that.
0: We'll get back to our guest in just a second. got to make a quick shout-out to two organizations that have really helped out Fire Mountain and Beyond Risk and Back at our booth here at the Winter Symposium first is Guayaki Yerba Mate they have given us cases and cases of this amazing incredible drink to hand out to other people to get people in the industry of mental health and addiction to understand the benefits of guayaki yerba mate and brain recovery brain building I could, I could spend an entire episode, which I did, by the way, with one of the co-founders, David Carr. So go listen to that Beyond Risk and Back episode. And you can always Google benefits, scientific benefits, scientific research behind Yerba Mate, and you will understand why we give this drink out to people in the industry. This is a hidden gem that is getting more and more popular. So please support us being supported by Guayaki Yerba Mate, and go pick yourself up a can and get some for your teens. And then second, I need to thank Psychotherapy Associates Winter Symposium people themselves for letting us be here and broadcasting this show and helping us email all of the speakers to get the information, the the, the, the new cutting edge research in brain development, addiction recovery, mental health. And I get to interview these incredible people and get their information into your heads, parents. So thank you to Winter Symposium and thank you to Guayaki. Okay, let's get back to our guest. So we've got, um, we're, we're, we're beginning the steps. Right. You get blindsided, you, you, you keep those feelings in check and you mourn privately. Right. Nothing you, wrong with it. Right. You affirm your kid because your kid hasn't gotten anywhere right there. They're still there. <laughs> maybe they're wearing, maybe their clothes are different, but this is the same child you've loved your whole life and their whole life. Correct. It hasn't That has not changed. Okay. Um, and then education. Right. So, so now we're in a place of saying, I want to understand what they've been researching because you're right. They've been looking into this, they've been surfing this, they've been investigating these feelings they've been having for a long time, and it's up to us as parents to to catch up,
1: right? Now what? Well, unlike some of the research out there that's uh, talking about rapid onset gender dysphoria, unlike some of that stuff, which is completely... Another story. I, it
0: makes me sick to my stomach, yeah, honestly. I, it's, it's just completely Maybe flawed. it's true or not, but I don't, I can't see it and go. Hey, that sounds like something we're using to explain to someone who doesn't
1: want to believe exactly. that
0: their child has felt like this for exactly. a long time
1: and you somehow missed it. And that's going to send your child driving away from you. Yeah. If you want to keep your child with you, learn about it. And then how does it correspond to what they know about it? Right. Because their idea may not be what's out there. Their idea, I mean, I, I've asked five different people what transgender means, and I got three different answers. No. Oh. So it's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I've learned this much about it, but how does that correspond to what you know about it? Where are you on this? Where right. are we sitting so that I can be on the same page you are? What kind of help do you need from me? What can I do to help you with this? Because I'm gonna ask you for help in this too. I'm gonna to ask you questions. As a parent, I wanna know, What are you going to do? What do you want to do? How far do you want to go? It's literally time to interview the child. Right. You're learning more about your child now. Your child has entrusted you with one of the most intimate, important secrets of their life. So when the child comes to you and says, Mom, I I think I'm transgender. Or Dad, I'm not a son, I'm a daughter now. Go ahead and, and worry about that, but at the same time, affirm them. Discuss with them and say, okay, I want some time to learn about this.
0: You just brought up something that's really important, and this is something that struck me when I when you said it. I've heard from a lot of parents. Says I don't. The parents are saying I don't care who they love. I care who hates them, and I care for their safety. Oh yeah. I don't want them to come out at school because I don't want them to be bullied. I don't care who they bring home and go on dates with. I love my kid, but now I'm terrified because we do hear violence against LGBTQ community is over the top right now. What's what's been in mainstream news and it popped up and it has vanished. But we need to talk about this. Is that New Jersey just banned the gay panic defense? Yep. Like, and that's massive news. Huge. That is the. To and parents have heard things like, "Did you know that your kid can be killed?" and can say i panicked and that's a legal defense like that's terrifying and so finding out that your kid is saying i'm i'm neutral i'm i'm you know gender i'm not gender specific i'm fluid i'm i'm not a boy i'm a girl are non-binary non-binary now all of a sudden this opens them up to a whole level of violence and crime that they were not, and parents are saying they were scared. So how do we talk to parents about this, about the crime against LGBTQ?
1: There are, most places have organizations. Here in Colorado Springs, we have Inside Out, yeah. which is a great group. Uh, there are several- Queer
0: asterisks out of Boulder and Denver. Definitely wonderful. a great group, wonderful
1: community. They do a lot of outreach. They train our, our, our staff at our facility. They're, They're awesome, they really yeah. are. Um, but all these different groups can help parents. Parents just need to reach out to these groups. A lot of times I have parents come in and the kid's like, yeah, I'm good with it. And the parent's like, what do, do? what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, here's a resource page. Look at this. Right, right. Do this. Here's some websites you can go to that are actually trustworthy that aren't going to give you kiss information. Yeah. Look at these pages. Look at this, these, these things. And then talk to your child. Fear, it's going to be out there. Yes. It's going to happen. Kids are kids. Kids are the most bluntly honest people in the world. They're also some of the meanest out there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they can be as mean as to each other as they are to us, but it's important to tell your child communication. If something's going on you don't like, you trust your instincts. Get out of there. Talk to a teacher. Talk to someone in charge. Say, this is what's going on. A lot of places have what are called GSAs. Uh, uh, different names for it now, but basically Gay Straight Alliances. Okay. You'll see teachers that have rainbows by their name. That means that they are lgbt affirming okay go see them say hey this is what i'm what's going on yeah
0: i think it's okay for parents to say i don't know what to do i don't don't know what to say i don't know who to talk to and as long as you are out there saying that to someone someone's going to reaffirm your process
1: yeah if you're not scared of something there's something wrong with you yeah (laughs) and it's okay to be scared when your kid says hey mom I, i i'm no longer a boy i'm a girl oh my gosh what's this mean it's okay to be afraid But talk to them. Like we said, they've been thinking about this for a while. This is new to you. Tell them, hey, I just need some time to process this. What about
0: parents feeling or believing uh, that this could be a fad? You know, this is something, a phase, a fad. Uh Or this is something that this kid is looking into because of the other kids they're hanging out with.
1: Rapid onset gender dysphoria you're talking about? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that as well as, you know, is it just a fad? You know, sometimes it is. Sometimes you have to allow the child to explore. When you and I were kids, there was no exploring your gender. No. You came out a boy. Okay, you're going to go all through your life as a boy. Uh, until you can no longer take it.
0: Oh, just in the 80s when we wore pastels and pink shirts and stuff like that. Yep. Like, you know, uh, uh, what was uh, real men don't eat quiche. You remember that <laughs> I book. remember that. Okay,
1: like like, they, they, we, we had things to toe, you still had to toe the line. Yep, well nowadays it's a different story. There's a lot more exploration of gender, it, regardless of the labels we put on it. Exploring what the child feels. Exploring that with them. Maybe talking to a therapist, but most importantly, talking to the child about where they're at, so you can meet them there. You're not there yet, as a parent, you're not there yet. You need to get up there, and it may take you some time.
0: Is it okay for a parent to say to the kid, "I don't get this. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't I, I'm freaked out by it. I don't even. I don't like this,
1: but I've I had, love you." I've had many children, many uh, parents and children in my in my on my couch sitting there talking about this in my office. And the, mo- the mom will look at the kid and say, I don't understand this. Can you explain this to me? That's why we're here, right, so that he can help me. <laughs> you can tell me what's going on, and he can help me to understand it. Because right. kids speak is a lot different than parents speak, especially when it comes to gender. They don't have all the words we have sometimes. What do you, how do you
0: counsel parents where you got one parent who's like, I don't I, I mean, I care about you, but I don't care who you love or boy, girl, like this doesn't, and the other parent is like, oh no. Like, like so, so now we've got yep. a parental uh, a
1: disharmony. We've got no unity in the household. There has to be education on this and asking the, asking the parent, like if you got the, the mom is cool with it and the dad's freaking out about it, say, dad, let's talk about it. What are you actually worried about? I had something like that where the dad was like, uh-uh, not my kid, not gonna do it, not happening. I said, well, what are your actual fears? After a couple of sessions, found out that the dad was more worried about how it would look on him. Oh, your kid's transgender. Yeah, it's my kid, not yours. Yeah. Don't worry about kids. Unless you're going to be, you know, whatever. This is my kid. You've only got to respect my kid's choices. You ain't got to like him, but you've got to respect my kid's choices. That was what I had to t- convince the dad, remind the dad of, and teach the dad. Look. It's okay to be afraid, Dad. It's okay to have these fears. But remember, they're your fears. Don't put them on the kid. How can parents find you, contact you directly? I'm um, on Psychology Today under Foursquare Counseling or PT Gross. Um,
0: do, you do, tele- do you do telehealth? Will you do sessions? If,
1: if, if families listen to this in Milwaukee, can they talk if, to you? If they want to send me an email or send me a message, whatever, I'll talk with them. Well. I will gladly give anybody any information that they need to help them out, to help them make an informed decision, as well as to help alleviate some of that fear. Let's,
0: let's give them an email address.
1: Uh, it is p, as in Paul, gross719 at gmail.com. So P Gross. 719 at gmail.com. And you got any uh, Facebook stuff they can look at? Are you on the social five? I am on uh, I'm on Facebook under Foursquare Counseling. Foursquare Counseling. No Paul, space. <laughs> Paul Gross, thank you so much for your time. Thanks thank you, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's my pleasure. Uh, this is good for parents because even if they're like, yeah, great, kiddo, I love you no matter what, we still need to know... What next? It needs to go beyond the love. Yeah, it does. It, it, the education, the advocacy, the, the learning how to, to get help for yourself, mm-hmm. all this stuff. So Very much thanks so. Thanks for your time, Paul. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. This has been another episode of Beyond Risk and Back. Thank you so much for joining me, parents. Please remember to give us a listen, a like, a subscribe, and share us with your friends, other parents who need the support. I have a few people I'd like to thank. First is Frasier PR. I'd also like to thank Your Cause Consulting. And I need to give a shout out to Deepen Productions. As always, thank you to Mental Health News Radio for hosting this show. And I'd like to thank Guayaki. Guayaki has sponsored our booth here at the Winter Symposium. And of course, all my fans everywhere all over the world, thank you so much for making Beyond and Back a number one parenting podcast. Remember, parents, take care of yourself first, your adult relationships second, And your children third, because in that way, we do our best work with our children. I'll see you next week.